Hi, my name is Shakara Cook. Welcome to today's podcast. Now, for today, I want to talk about a couple of things, and two of them is really my favorite topic because not a lot of people talk about this. Not a lot of people in the black community can speak on things like this. So, I realized today as a person I am, I am 19, I'm violent in college, and I have just started seeing a therapist this year of my life. Before then, I really, therapy wasn't even a thing. My parents didn't speak about therapy. My grandparents didn't speak about therapy. You did not need therapy. Growing up in a black community, I was told that I'm young, I don't have um, feelings for real, or I can't allow to be stressed. Mental healthness was not something that we talked about as a community or something that was taken very seriously, especially as a kid. You wasn't really allowed to have bad days, allowed to be sad, allowed to hurt and cry. Then it's like, also, now that I'm growing up, I realize that I have a lot of not bad things, but things that I need to work on because of my background. Like, my mental health is very, very walky. And now that I'm older, it's like, okay, I know I'm having a bad day. Let me take some time to myself. Let me talk to my therapist about this. I feel a type of way about this. I can speak up about it now. Growing up, not allowed to speak up about how I feel because, as the saying goes, I'm the parent, you're the child, what I say goes. Speaking on how you feel was basically described as talking back, which is very unfair because it's like, dang, I'm growing up to learn that I'm not even allowed to express myself. And I do, if I do express myself, you feel like it's being disrespectful to you. Even though I'm just trying to tell you how I feel and what's my point of view on things. Like, you're not allowed to do that in a black community. We're not allowed to go to a therapist without them trying to say, oh, you must think something wrong with my child or my child needs help or something. And it's like, now that I'm older, therapy is a good thing. I feel like everybody should go to therapy. I feel like everybody should take mental health and it's serious. That plays a big part in our life. I feel like if it was taken more seriously, we'll have less suicide, less people going crazy, less people feeling like they can't communicate with each other. Relationships with parents and siblings and just with your significant other would be very much better. Because, like, what, I'm 19, I've been in a couple of relationships, and one thing I can say is I communicate very horribly. Like, so horrible, I have never learned how to express myself so I get defensive or I have never been able for me to say something somebody just believed me I always feel like somebody think I'm lying because growing up in my black community and my black home my parents really never believed nothing I had to say like it was always somebody else's word against mine because they automatically think kids are sneaky because how they used to act when they was kids so off the rip Nobody never trusted me, and it was mainly because my mom got pregnant when I was when she was sixteen. Well, she got pregnant when she was fifteen. She had me when she was sixteen. So me being born, I was already set to the standard that I was gonna be sixteen and pregnant and not doing nothing with my life. So it's like I'm always beating the standard, and it's like growing up where the people talking so negatively, and it's like I can't help the what the mistake that my mama made, but don't hell me to her standard, like. 
it was so bad on my mental health. I literally, for a moment, started believing them. I started feeling bad about myself. And it's because it's like, when everybody's telling you negative stuff, everybody's telling you, you're not going to be this, you're not going to be that. That plays a lot into somebody's mental health. Like, I literally felt like I was never going to make it out of my city. I felt like I was going to be young and pregnant. I felt like no matter what I did, I was never going to be trusted because of a mistake somebody else made before me. Then it's like, with another thing with mental health, they don't take it seriously. Like, I remember growing up, so I'm like, oh, I'm just having a bad day. What is you, my mama, what is you having a bad day for? You don't have bills to pay. I'm the one doing this and I'm the one doing that. Or your parents taking their health, their anger out on you because they not, they never got to learn how to talk about how they feel or how to express themselves properly. So it's like, that passes on to their kids and the other people passes on to their kids. And it's like, I don't want to be that way. So some somebody got to stop that. Somebody got to take it serious. Somebody got to be like, hey, I understand that you're going through this, but maybe you should learn how to communicate better. Maybe you should how to talk better. Maybe you should take how I feel very seriously. Like, going to therapy taught me a lot. Like, first when I first signed up, I was like, dang, am I really that broken that I need to go to therapy? therapy but then I realized nah because my mental health is 10 times better I only been to therapy for four months now and my mental health I can say nobody can mess up my peace I don't learn so many things I communicate better now and I don't express myself without feeling like somebody is trying to attack me and I just say, hey, I feel this type of way this is what hurt me this is what not hurt me if you listen I just leave if you do, thank you. Thank you for caring about how I feel. Now let me hear how you feel. It's like, that's not something that I was taught. That's not something that I've seen. And it's also like, when it comes down to like love and stuff, the way it was brought up in my life, for a second, I always thought that if a man or a boy, let me say boy, because a man would never. Let me say a boy. If a boy likes you, he will hurt you a little bit. He'll do this to you. He might push you around and stuff because, you know, how when kids be younger and the little boy would mess with the little girl and be like, oh, he just like you? No. No. That That's the that's not a good standard to set for your kid. If a man likes you, he will treat you nicely. He will respect you. He will honor you. He won't treat you like you're less than nothing. Then also, like, my mental health was also very bad because of the, my skin color. A lot of young men and people just in general really don't like darker skinned people even though they're black. Let me say that again. A lot of our black African American people do not like our darker skin color people even though they're black. Them being black is just them being black. But when it comes down to a darker girl or boy, you could tell the difference. Growing up, people always picked on me about my skin color. You're too dark. I like my people lighter. I like me a light-skinned girl. I like a girl with loose curl hair. And I never had nappy hair with I don't even think. I never had bad hair. My hair has always been good. It's just thicker and it shrinks up. And my skin color has always been nice. But growing up around a lot of white people and black people that did not feel that way, 
I thought something was wrong with my skin. I wanted to be lighter. I wanted to wear my hair straight all the time. I wanted to wear colors that did that made me look more appealing so people would like me and not just see my skin. Even though you would think that, yeah, you're black too. You would not put me down about my skin color. No. No. People would do the same thing to you. So that really was something that I struggled with my whole middle school and elementary year because I was so used to being told that dark is ugly or being called a black monkey. It was just like so deep in my head. I was like, dang, I really am ugly. I don't look nice. And then it didn't help when you don't have parents to remind you, hey, you are beautiful. You do look nice. It's just, a, oh, why do you care about what people say? It's like it hurts because I'm still a child. I'm not understanding why people are saying so much mean things about my skin color. Why Why am I not allowed to be sad about what somebody is saying about me to my face without me having to be like, oh, you shouldn't care about people's opinions? That hurt. You're calling me a black monkey. You're saying I look ugly. After a while, the same thing. Dang. Do I look ugly? Am I a black monkey? Like, is something really wrong with my skin that me being lighter should be better? That's, it's like, oh, I could think of so many ways that could ruin a young lady or a young man in so many ways and mess up their mental health because I am one of those people. For the longest, I did not like my skin color. And it really wasn't until my um high school Years, like going to um ninth through twelfth grade, that people, were, oh my God, you have such beautiful skin color. You look so beautiful. Like I love the way your skin goes. It was weird, cause like now y'all wanna, now y'all think I look beautiful. Now all of a sudden, my mama, oh your skin is beautiful. Like oh you is such a beautiful dark skin girl. Why can't I just be a beautiful girl? You know. Why it has to be dark skinned? Why I can't just be a beautiful girl? But it's nice that you finally liking my skin color. Like, I literally had a family member last year told her daughter, and mind you, we're all black. But she's on the lighter side. She's very light, and there's nothing wrong with that. And my cousin is very light. She's literally told my cousin after she seen me, after not seeing me for like two years, because me and my family just don't get along. She was like, oh... I'm surprised Shakara looked pretty. I thought she was going to be ugly because she was an ugly little girl. Mind you, she sent this to another child. One, I get that if you don't like the way I appeal, but you don't take that to a kid. You don't tell a kid about another kid, right? So my cousin was like, my mom has always said that she was ugly because of the way your skin color was. And she calls us very beautiful because our skin is lighter. And I believe her. Of course, me and my cousin look just alike. We have the same eyes, the same nose, the same lips, the same hair texture. Her's just a little looser now. She's just lighter than me. Like, if you was to see her, you'd be like, okay, y'all don't look like our cousin because she's really light and you're really dark. But if you just sit there and just look at us, we have all the same features. But because she is lighter, she looks 
more appealing than what I did because I'm the darker version. So as a like hearing that, it kind of hit because after years of going through, being told, oh, you're darker, you're ugly, you like a black monkey, this, this, and that. Hearing it from my own family is like, wow. So you view me the way other people used to view me. But now that I'm going to therapy about it and I love myself more and nobody can break me, thank you. Sorry that you're insecure about your color. Therapy helped me out a lot. That's why I feel like people need to take mental health me seriously. Like, you could be okay and you still can go to therapy. You could be the happiest person ever, but it's just certain things that you cannot talk about with other people that you could talk about with your therapist. It's okay to take your mental health serious. It's okay to have somebody to talk to that you cannot talk to like your other friends. Like, friends, parents, family, even though you don't want them to, they're going to judge you. But a therapist, never. They're not going to tell your business. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to look at you wrong. They're going to talk to you. They're going to ask you questions to help you figure out what is wrong. Why do you feel that way? Why did you say this? How did that make you feel? I swear, if people, if our generation would take their health serious, not their health, their mental health, because they take everybody kind of serious, which is another topic we're going to get into, but... Mental healthness needs to be taken serious. Our community do not. They don't even look that way. They think you're supposed to be picture perfect. Like, I don't know so many people that say marriage has been married for so long and so unhappy. They look so drained and exhausted. They irritated with each other. They they kids see how unhappy they is, but they see that their parents are still married, so they want to live up to that standards. Oh, I used to be married for this amount of time. And it's like, you need to acknowledge that you're not happy. You need to acknowledge that it's okay to be happy. And if if leaving that person makes you happy, then you need to do what you got to do. Like, we have that issue in our community. I can say a lot of things. Black people are good together. But... We do a lot of things to each other that makes us feel unwanted. And I feel like as a community, after being unwanted by people for so long, we should be so together. Like, I feel like we should be for each other. And most of the time, we are against each other. It's a lot of young black men that really hate black women. It's a lot of men, period, that really hate women. But they date them. For the satisfaction of their homeboys. Like, nobody was taught nothing. Nobody was taught how to really love, how to communicate, how to leave if you're unhappy, how to just be happy. Everybody got to fake us now. And after a while, it's like, a faking, that is tired. That is exhausting. Who wants to fake 24-7? Not me. Not my people. I want to be happy. Like, but I'm about that topic of... Because I will talk to you all day about that. Because I feel like mental health, it's like a lot that plays when it comes down to our mental healthness. And we don't, we as a people, we don't see that. Because we're thinking, oh, it is what it is. That's a, that's everybody's motto nowadays. It is what it is. Like, yeah, you hurt me. All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you made me feel this way. All right, whatever. You be deep down the side crying. 
destroyed. But it, since you don't want to portray the image of being hurt or being misunderstood, ignored, you let it build up. You start acting out in different ways. You start making yourself mad or harming yourself, messing up yourself because of what somebody else did to you because you never was able to talk about it, never was able to express yourself. Like, that's how deep mental health issues can go. And it's like, honestly, being on my own taught me that my mental health is, is the most number one thing. If a job is stressing me out and is messing up my mental health, I'm leaving it. No, no amount of money in the world can make me feel unhappy again. No amount of money in the world can make me feel unhappy again. Nobody in the world can make me feel unhappy again. Nobody. Because I care about my mental health. Because that is my number one focus. My mental health comes before any and everything. If I'm not happy, I'm not taking up with your stuff because you're unhappy. If I'm unhappy, how can I help you? If I'm unhappy, how can I love you? How can I cater? How can I create for you if I'm unhappy? My mental health is the number one thing. And I feel like that should be something that's for everybody. But especially in our community because we're not learning to take care of our mental health. We're not learning that it's okay to not be okay. Ooh, like I can talk to you. I'm just like that. Be, I'm gonna let that sit on your head. It is okay to not be okay. It's definitely okay to go through bad things. It's definitely okay to feel bad. It's definitely okay to not be happy. But make sure you do what you need to do to get that happiness back for yourself, not for nobody else. For yourself. So, I'm gonna wrap that topic up. That's how I feel about mental healthness in the black community. I feel like a lot of people will feel the same similar way because growing up, I still know people to this day. I don't know so many people that done died due to lack, due to their mental health, suicide. I know many people that want to harm themselves because of some of that is they feel like they have nobody. They cannot talk to nobody. They don't want to go to a therapist because they their family make them feel like if they go to therapy, something is wrong. They can't trust their therapist or they're too young to be able to Tell a therapist something without the therapist telling their parent. And automatically when the kids say, oh, I'm sad or I feel this way, the parent, oh, I'm going to send you to a mental hospital. There's nothing wrong with you. You are fine. You're just a kid. Like, they invalidate their kids' feelings, which makes it worse. Like, oh, my. Mental healthness is something that's always going to occur. But in the black community, we ignore it so bad that we'll lose our kids every single day to it without even knowing why. Feeling like they did everything on their part when they didn't. But yeah, I'm gonna let that I'm gonna let that just simmer. Cause I mean for you to think about that. Because also you're my teacher. You're a young well, you're not a young black man, but you are a African American man too. And it's like your family, the way you grew up, might have been better because at some point of your life, either you said, I want to care about my mental illness, or your parents was like, I'm not going to put my kid through what I've been through. Let me make sure they care about theirs. Let me care about my mental health. Let me be happy so I can treat my kids better and my kids can be happy. Like somewhere along that line, somebody stop and think mental health, mental health is important. 
Maybe it's you. Maybe it was your mom. Maybe it was your dad. Somebody. So that's important because we got to learn how to care. We got to care about each other for our people, honestly. So, yeah. The next topic I want to talk about is something that I feel like it's serious, but it's not serious. And it's general generational curses. But not like the big ones. Simple stuff as like, you know how a parent when you're younger, they say, what I say goes. I'm not going to do that for my kids. I'm going to tell my kids exactly why we cannot do this and why we do do this. Because everybody needs an explanation. That no eating late at night. If you're hungry, eat them snacks. If you want me to cook for you or cook for yourself, eat. There's no point of starving in your own home. I don't understand that. That I would drop you off somewhere, but I'm not going to pick you back up. That is your kid. If you're dropping your kid off, make sure they have a safe ride back. I will be picking my kids back up. Like, them are unserious generational curses. Because little do people know is once you have that mentality in a kid head that, oh, yeah, I got me a ride, but I need to find somewhere else. I need to find a way to get back. I got to find a way when I'm like 10, 11, how to get back home, even though I asked my mother or my father to take me there. Like, that's good to be so traumatizing, going there, and what if your ride flake? What if your ride alone don't come? Now you got your 10, 11-year-old just sitting outside trying to find a way to get home. Your kid can't eat late at night. Because you don't want nobody touching your refrigerator or you don't want nobody in your thing eating. So now they hungry. They done took a long nap after school and just because you in the bed and your refrigerator clothes, them kids can't eat. Like, stuff like that really plays a factor. That what I say goes, for the longest, I ain't speak up about nothing. Because I already knew when I said something, it was what I say goes, you disrespectful. When I want to say, oh, but I feel like this, no, you're disrespectful. Mom. Why are we doing this? What I say goes. Like, it was a time where my mama and we was homeless. And my mama could not even explain to me why. And now that I'm older, to sum it up is we was homeless because she kept going back to a man that was cheating on her and putting him first before making sure her kids had somewhere to lay their head at. And she'll get mad at me for questioning what's going on. Why do we keep having a home and not having a home? And her answer would be, I'm grown. You don't question me. No, I'm going to tell my kids I made a mistake. I thought we were somewhere that we could be trusted and we're not. It's, it's stuff like that that goes a long way. Because once you say that to your kids, they're going to say it to their kids. And then they kids. I'm not, no. I'm not doing that. And I seen, because, um, you know, TikTok is a new thing now. So I was scrolling. I was on TikTok, and I've seen a lot of people, like, talking about this. And it's like, I'm good that it's not aware because it's like, I always said that I'm not going to treat my kids the way my mama treated me, you know? And it's like, now that everybody is talking about it, it's like, okay, y'all know exactly what I mean. Y'all y'all see it because, like, y'all don't, parents, parents, not all parents, but parents don't think the things that they do or what they say and how they say will affect the kid for long run. Because the kid always remember what you say to them. They always remember 
how you said it to them. Another thing I'm not doing, if my kid is putting on weight, I'm not going to stress the fact that they're getting big. Like, for the longest in my life, I literally could not gain weight. For my whole life, I have never went to 100 pounds. The most I have got is 104. Got into college. No, 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 no. It was my end of my senior year. I started gaining weight. And it's not like I'm getting fat stomach, but you could tell, like, I started spreading. I I started looking more fuller. Like, you could tell that I'm gaining the weight. It started to show. And you would think that people would be like, oh, okay. Like, my friends, they like, oh, my God, Car, you, you looking good. Like, that weight's look good on you. Like, you look more healthier. Because I was so skinny and so little. Everyone thought I was sick. So... As I started getting away, I finally hit 145, and I've been 145 stable for a good year now. Every time my family members see me, they comment on how big I am. Oh, girl, you done got big. You done put on some weight. You spreading. You need to stop eating. You're going to get real big, and your back going to be big. You don't need to say all that. Say, hey, you look so beautiful. I'm, I'm happy you finally getting away. Everybody know how bad I used to stress and cry about my weight because I didn't think I was ever going to gain a weight. Like, I was so little. I looked at it like I was literally sick. Like, I could look like I was in a race. I was really little. So, for me to finally put on weight and y'all make me feel like I'm very big, it's crazy. But that's that's how I feel. Dude. And I don't take it as no harm because their people used to do that to them. And they try to say, oh, it's just a joke. You know, I'm just joking. But jokes can be hurtful. Jokes are hurtful. Just because you didn't mean it to attend that way, don't mean I received it that way. It hurt my feelings. Do not say that again. Another thing I'm not doing. Another ungenerational curse I am breaking. Um, I got McDonald's money. I got Chipotle money. I got Subway money. If you want to eat out, we can eat out. I don't want to eat at West Home either. I don't have a long day at work. You don't have a long day at school. I do not feel like cooking. Let's go eat. Y'all want McDonald's? Y'all want IHOP? What do y'all want? Because I want some fast too. I do not feel like cooking. I do not feel like waiting. Yes, I got it. Don't worry. You ain't got to pull out no type of money because mama got it. I got it. I don't I don't get that saying because y'all definitely be having the money. And you don't want to cook when we get home. You want me to eat like a little snack or something or make my own food. But you don't want to make the effort to actually actually get me some food. Nah, we got the money. I got it. We going to eat that. You go on a field trip. You want to go to the book fair. You want to do activities with your friends. I got the money. I'm not going to expect you to have money when you ain't got no job. You ain't got no worries in life. I got it. Yes, you want something from the book fair? Of course, I'm going to send you $40. You going on a field trip and y'all need money if you want to buy your own food or get activity? Yes, I got it. I'm not expecting you to find out how you're going to get it. I'm not expecting you to go ask A, B, C, D, E, F, G or you to go somewhere and you not have it like the other kids got it. No, I got it. Y'all want to go do something fun after school? Yes. Another one I'm breaking. If I ask my kids to do something and it's not needed to be done immediately, my kids will be allowed to say, hey, mom, I'm tired. Can I go take a nap and then I'll do it after? Yes, you can. I'm tired too. Let's all take a nap. Let's lay down. If it's not serious, I'm not going to force you to do it right then and there. If you communicate me well, hey, I'm tired. I feel like this. Yes, baby. Yes, you can. If you're having a bad day and you want to stay home, tell me what's wrong. Let's talk about it. Let's make you feel better. 
You're not gonna be doing it every single day. But let's let's get down deep to what the issue is. But yes, you can have this mental day. Yes, your mental health is important. Yes, you are allowed to feel sad. Also, my kids is allowed to love somebody when they're younger. I know, like, when kids are younger and they tell their mama, like, I really love this boy, especially, like, girls. Parents be like, you're young. You don't know what love is. If I, if my kid can love me and I can love my kid, they do know what love is. I'm not shutting down the way they feel. If my kid is heartbroken from a boy, I'm not making them feel worse by yelling and screaming at them. If they're having a bad day, I'm not making them feel worse by putting more stress onto them. Or because I'm having a bad day, want to catch an attitude with the kid. No, that's my problem. You sad? Okay, baby. I'm sad too. Let's just lay down. Let's just talk about it. Let's go do something to make us both feel better. I'm not doing all that extra stuff to make my kid feel like they are hurt. No, thank you. If we eating dinner, you don't have to wait to drink your juice. You could drink your juice. Uh, you know how parents be like, yeah, you can drink your juice after you eat. No, huh, baby, you can drink that juice right now. It's sitting there for a reason. If your throat is, if your throat is parched, drink that juice. Drink that water. Drink whatever you got in that cup, baby. Drink it. I don't, I don't get the understanding of do that after you eat. Nah, cause you know how food go down the wrong pipe sometimes. I need a little water. I need a little juice. I need whatever in this cup, baby. Drink it. You ain't gotta wait for nothing. If your cup get empty, yes, you can go get some more to drink. You can have whatever is in that refrigerator. If it's hot outside, yes, you can touch that AC, baby. I'm hot too. I'm keeping it at 65 max because it be hot. I don't care if it's winter, cold, fall, spring, baby. I'm gonna touch that thermostat. I pay for these bills. We're gonna live comfortably. I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, we're gonna keep it on 75, knowing that's hot, baby. No, I am hot. Let's turn that AC down. I am cold. Yes, we can turn the heat on. Um, no, 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 no. We gonna touch that thermostat. I pay all this money, all these bills. Yes, we're gonna touch it. I'm here to live comfortably. I should not be tiptoeing around my own house and need to show my kids. Another thing, if we going to a barbecue and my kids want ribs and they want lobster or whatever you got on there, my kids is getting that. My kids don't want a hot dog. I like I like nice food. I like crab legs. I like caviar. My kids gonna want that too. If they see me eating a real, my kids gonna want that too. I'm not gonna get them no hot dog all because that's what kids eat. No, my kids is big and grown. They want ribs. Yes, they want some shrimp. Yes, they want to eat at the where what the big kids eating. Just cause they young don't mean they want to eat other things than hot dog. Don't nobody want to eat no hot dog all the time. You know how parents be like. Uh, I'm not one of your little friends. Baby, yes, I am my kids' little friends. Tell me exactly what you want to tell me. Feel confident in telling me, too. You did something with a boy? Tell me. You did something with a girl? Tell me. Something wrong with your body? Tell me. You want to know something about sex or school stuff or something? You don't have to ask nobody else. Come tell me. I am your friend. Come talk to me. I am your mother, but I'm also your friend. You should, the same way, you know, how kids can tell their friends any and everything without feeling judged, my kids going to come tell me that. They never going to feel like they they can't come tell me because mama going to get mad. I'm going to get mad after the fact, probably, or to myself. But when we talking at that time, I am your friend. When my kids are upset, I'm going to ask them. They want results or comfort. Do you want me to help you figure out what you're going through, or do you want somebody to just listen to you? Not gonna get mad at you if you my kids also got business. That's another thing. And a lot of time in a black community, 
parents would tell their kids business. I remember I told my mama something. Girl, she told my mama. She told my aunties. She told everybody. I lost my virginity. She told everybody in the family. That's my business. You don't go tell nobody my business. If I felt comfortable enough to tell you, you don't go tell somebody else what I told you. So, yeah, my kids got business. If my kid feel like, if my kids feel like they got to tell me something and they don't want their daddy or their siblings to know or nobody else to know, I'm not going to tell them. My kids has business. And what they tell me and feel comfortable in telling me, I'm not going to go run my mouth and tell somebody else. That makes kids feel like they can't come tell you nothing because you're going to go run into their business. Like, I never understood what was that. What goes in your household is in your household. Why do you feel the need if your kid tells you, oh, mama, I've been going through this. Why do you feel the need to go tell everybody in the family, oh, yeah, this is what Shakira been going through. Yeah, you know my daughter been doing this. No, you don't tell my business. I don't tell your business. Why you got to come tell my business? going to be saying sorry to my kids if i did something and i said something wrong that hurt their feelings i'm sorry i am so sorry that's one thing in a black community we don't know how to say is i'm sorry i ain't never heard my mom in 19 years say i'm sorry for anything she has ever done to hurt me and that's all i want to hear is i'm sorry Fix what hurt me. I can tell my mama everything that she done did to me, and she'll make an excuse for every single thing there is but say sorry. Like, it's okay to say sorry to your kids. If you hurt somebody, say sorry. If you make them feel some way, say sorry. I will be telling my kids I'm sorry. Yes, I am so sorry I made you feel that way. I'm so sorry I did whatever I did to make you feel the need to come to me and address me about it. I am sorry. If my kids want to go out and they want to have fun with their friends and they don't did their homework, they don't did everything they need to do, you can go. Yes, you go with your friends. Yes, you can have fun. Yes, you allowed to have fun because growing up, I couldn't go nowhere. Can't go to no friend house, couldn't spend the night with nobody. Well, I, I, I'm just in the night part, but I could not do nothing. My kids, yes, you can go. You go have fun. Y'all going to the skating rink? Cool. Y'all going to the movies? Cool. Y'all want to go out to eat? That's fine. Yes, I can pick you up. Yes, I can drop you back off. That is fine. There is no problem with that. My kids will not have to hug their uncles and aunties. If you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to hug that person, I'm not making you. Baby, don't hug them. Sometimes I don't like them either. You do not have to hug them people at all. Growing up, they always hug your auntie. Hug. No, I don't want to hug that person. I'm not going to make my kids hug that person. You don't have to. That is okay. That's not being disrespectful. You're not being rude. If you do not want to hug that person, you do not have to hug that person. And another thing, I'm not bringing my kids around somebody we got to watch. If everybody in, everybody in the family know Uncle Tom touch on kids, Uncle Tom don't need to be here. I'm not going to have to watch my kids back because Uncle Tom feel like he want to get a little touchy touch and everybody want to act like they don't know what Uncle Tom be doing. No, thank you. My kids would not be coming around. My kids would not be spending the night. I don't, mm-mm. It's a lot of unserious generational curses because we let all that stuff slide and then our kids do that too. And I never understood it saying, uh, if you know that person is a type of way, why would you bring your kids around that person? 
like the Uncle Tom. If you know you got a peeping Tom and he touch on little kids and everybody in the family know that he touch on little kids and y'all still bring y'all kids around that person, y'all are responsible for whatever happens. If your kid ever get touched by that man, that is on you. Because why would you allow your kids be around that man? If everybody know how he feels, he need to be excluded from the family. My kids ain't got to do nothing I wouldn't want to do. Yes, I'm going to talk to my kids like they are grown. This is why this and this is why that. A lot of stuff could be so much better if we just really understood why we did what we did. Like, I never understood. Like, like I said, there are unserious generational curses. It's things that happens a lot in the black community that you never really think of because they're so little. They're not serious, but they're important. Because some stuff is just like, why? Why won't you go pick your kid up after you drop them off? They're young. Why can't you give your kids money for the book fair? Like, I understand the saying, I don't got it. But it's no fact that you just don't want to do it because you just don't want to do it. It's crazy. Like, some stuff is really, really questionable in the black community, I can honestly say. But that's enough for today. Um, I'm going to wrap it up because there weren't just two topics that I really wanted to talk about that I feel like, especially the unserious generational curses, I feel like nobody even think about stuff like that. Like, that plays a big part because growing up, like, now I, I explain stuff to my sisters. Like, I even make my mama, like, nah, you don't tell them just this. Explain to her. Teach her. Like, nah, my sister not spending night there. You don't have to hug that person. If you feel uncomfortable, that's okay. If you wanna, if you're going through things, that's okay. I always ask my sisters, "How you doing mentally, physically? How is school? How do your health feel? Are you okay today?" Ain't nothing like that has ever happened to. Like when I was younger, I didn't get asked, "How are you? Are you okay? How are you feeling?" Nah, it's just school, this chores, this this and that. Mm mm. So I just really wanted to number two really topics that I felt so like I felt like I had so much to say about. And honestly, this podcast idea was really great because like sometimes you can put in you can't put into words of what you want to say. And sometimes typing it and actually saying it, I need to say it. Like I need for you to feel what I'm saying. I need for you to know every expression. Like, if you could see my face, like, I feel like this could be a good talk we could have. Like, I feel like none of that discuss the unserious generation in mental health. Because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that did mental health because mental health is very something serious that does not get talked about in the black community. But unserious generation, nobody, nobody really cares about the little stuff. But if you ever want to have a talk about the unserious generations and stuff, let's do it because that's like something that I have now realized is very important that I didn't think it was important, but I always had said to myself, I'm not going to do my, my kids the way I was done when I was younger. Like, and I know if you done had, like, a little rocky childhood stuff, you probably said that too. Like, I'm never putting my kids in the predicaments that I had to be when I was younger. My kids will have a childhood. They will be happy. I've got to make sure that even if I'm on my last leg, my kids will be happy. They will have a childhood. Definitely. So, Yes, I just want to wrap that up. I want to thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this whole class. It has taught me a lot. I have learned a lot. Um, I hope that you like the topics that I talked about, that you like what I have said, that you have some type of feedback, because I like to hear what you have to say. I like to know point of views of different people of what I talk about, because 
Just because I feel this type of way, you might feel a whole different way on it. But it's something we can talk about. I love to talk. One thing I will do is run my mouth. So, yes. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Like I said, my name is Shakara Cook. I am in your summer class. Thank you. And have a good day.